This is a HeadGum Podcast. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hey, True Story listeners. My name is Thomas, and I help make the podcast. A quick announcement before we get into this very funny episode. As you probably know, Tig and Cheryl have busy schedules, but still take the time to record the show while they're traveling. This week, some internet issues cropped up, and we had to use Zoom audio for part of the record. About 14 minutes in, both Tig and Cheryl don't sound quite as good as they normally do, but don't worry, they're as off-topic as always. Thanks for understanding, and thanks for listening. Now on with the episode. Hey Cheryl, hey Snurkbulls. I just want to explain some things. Cheryl sounds like she's in a in a uh, a, a well or or a can. I have some issues in in this podcast, but you know what? Our listeners are really good at um, piping it, <laughs> <laughs> playing it by ear. By the way, you know we made a pipe drink on our um live show and it was not a crowd pleaser terrible it was terrible however the tartmini was off the chart the tartmini was delicious and i would have i have to say my mother would have been very proud that her little name for a martini turned into an actual delicious drink i was thinking maybe we should um bottle it yeah i'm not kidding Anyways, in this episode, there are some, my voice is going to be weird at some point. There's also a lot of mention of uh, tugboating, and you'll finally learn the actual definition of tugboating. But I think we should get into it. Let's get right into it. Let's get in right. <laughs> Let's get right. We, we know what you mean. Okay. Ladies and jerks, welcome to Trainwreck Woodstock 99. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Uh, hey, Tig, hey. Hey, Cheryl Hines, hey. How's it going? Uh, good. I mean, we had a crazy night last night, and then you got on a plane and you flew away. I know. How were your travels after such a rager of a streaming show? I mean, do you want to know the truth? Of course. <laughs> I just broke down in tears at the check-in. <laughs> Oh, no. No, I don't want to get emotional talking about it. No, because it's parents weekend. I made these uh-huh. reservations before school even started. Yeah. And when I got here, they said, oh, yeah, your reservation was canceled. I said, what? What? It wasn't canceled. And they said, well, you were supposed to check in yesterday, but I didn't check in yesterday. And I had had someone call and cancel my Thursday night because we were doing our thing. And so I was like, <laughs> for whatever reason, it really sent me into a real yeah. emotional yeah. state. And I was like, yeah, I need a second. I need a second. <laughs> you know? 
And this bird, oh. this young guy is probably like, I don't know, 21 or something. He's, he watches me walk off and then I'm, you know, making phone calls, trying to get to the bottom of huh, what happened and try to pull myself together. And I walk back over there because yeah. I'm like, okay, I got to get to the bottom of it. I made these reservations yeah. so long ago and it's parents yeah, weekend yeah. and now everything's booked. Right. And I, I really thought I had gathered myself. <laughs> Hmm. And I said, but you didn't. Mm-mm. I said, so I made this reservation a long time ago. <laughs> he was like, oh my God. Was he like, ma'am, did you just watch Hands on a Hard Body? <laughs> he was like, he said, I'm just going to give you the room that you had booked. Um, I mean, we already promised it to someone else and they're going to be mad, but I can't, I can't watch you be so upset. <laughs> He said, I can't take it. <laughs> I said, I'm, and he's like, it's okay, really. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so anyway, here I am. Oh, okay. I was going to offer to call up my friend in Dallas and no, have her put you up. That's very sweet. No, I got it all. <laughs> I got it all set, but um, it's never cute to lose your shit at check-in. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this reading is really important to me. (laughs) He's like, it's okay. It's okay. He really did not want me to say one more word. He's like, it's okay. It's like you watching a man cry. Oh, I can't. Where it's like, nope, nope. I'll just do what it takes (laughs) to get you not crying. I'm sorry you had that experience today. Oh, thank you. And uh, does Kat know that? This happened? Mm-mm. She has no idea. Okay. She doesn't know her mother flew out there and was crying at check-in? <laughs> um, no. Hopefully she never finds out. Does she know her mother was streaming live, slapping her friend in the face with a tortilla? I don't think so. Night? I don't think yeah, so. probably not. I think she just saw the highlights on Instagram. That was probably enough. Mm. Now... <laughs> Before we move on, yeah, I just want to acknowledge what Thomas told us last night, and that's that a lot of viewers were claiming that the Sean Hayes uh, FaceTime, FaceTime call was staged. Yeah. And that's where I say they don't know what it's like to be friends with Sean Hayes because Sean <laughs> Hayes mostly only calls me on FaceTime and anytime I call him on FaceTime, he's picking up his phone ready to do something weird and ridiculous, such as just sitting like down a comedy playing bit. the piano. Yeah. And then hanging up the phone. Like when I said, okay, bye, he had no problem. He was just like, bye, and hung up the phone. And we still haven't talked since he played the piano <laughs> on our streaming show. But I'm here to tell you. Yeah. That was not staged. That is what it's like when you are FaceTiming Sean Hayes. That is really funny. And just so our listeners, this happened last week now, our live show. Mm -hmm. But um, Mm -hmm. yes, so we called Sean and (laughs) you're right. He does a comedy bit, straight face. Always. He answers the phone and then just starts playing the piano and... (laughs) He did not know we were calling. He also did not care. And uh, and you're right. And when when you said goodbye, he just <laughs> he just hung up. Yeah, like that's a normal. Yeah. like every second of that's the day, normal. he's just getting Facetimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's normal for my relationship with him. So, anyway, I just wanted to clarify that that was not staged. I don't stage no. things. No. I was I, I was that, very but... impressed that he answered. By the way, I mean not to make it about me, but I was also impressed that Ray Romano answered because I don't know yeah. one time in the world where I've, I've ever FaceTimed him. But see, here's the thing. I said this to Stephanie last night that I feel like people are more likely to pick up a FaceTime because it's that feeling of like, oh, that's weird. Ray Romano is FaceTiming me. Whereas a phone call, 
is more likely for people to be like, oh, I'll get that later. Or they can text me or I'll run into them. But if FaceTime, you're like, what? What on earth? I guess I got to get and this. you see Melissa McCarthy, Somebody's going to show me something. Sean Hayes. Yeah. Dr. Becky Hines, who I very rarely FaceTime. Uh-huh. But she picked up and saw my face. There was one more thing from last night that I wanted to say, and I can't remember what it is. Oh, I know. When I got home last night, Stephanie said, did you cut your neck? And I said, no. And she said, are you sure? Because it looks like there's blood. And I felt like I was caught in an affair because I had to tell her I was like, oh, no, um, um, Cheryl was doing body shots off of me. <laughs> With tagine. Yeah, the t- she was licking tagine off my neck. So thought I'd let How you know. How did Stephanie I was take it? She was probably like, she was like did she care? Oh, okay. And then she no. laughed. And then we oh. went in the other room and talked about uh, this movie we're working on. But uh, she thought it was funny. But... <laughs> She wasn't uh, <laughs> alerted to anything. She wasn't threatened in any way. No. Yeah, okay. That no. makes sense. I told you last night, I think she'd probably just yawn and fall asleep. Okay, Tig, I feel like we should really get... Yeah. We, we've got a lot to we cover. Do. We've got a lot to cover today, so we should jump mm-hmm. in. Today, we're talking about train wreck. Woodstock 99. It's a 2022 three-part docu-series directed by Jamie Crawford. Using extensive video footage, it depicts the escalating disaster that was the 30th anniversary revival of the iconic Woodstock Music Festival. Trainwreck Woodstock 99 is available to watch on Netflix. (laughs) Were you familiar with this? (laughs) I wasn't, you know, and it's it's weird because, I mean, I was young then. It seems like something, yeah. but I don't remember. I didn't watch a lot of TV, so I wouldn't have been following it on. Well, I certainly didn't have the money to pay-per-view it. Yeah. But I also wouldn't have been watching it on MTV. And as they mentioned and reminded the viewers, there wasn't social media then. So, you know, whereas right. these days, everybody would have been posting and tweeting or whatever about it so yeah i i had no idea like fire island yeah, i had no idea about this the fire festival no i didn't either yeah. it's weird isn't uh-huh. it it's yeah. weird but it was quite an ordeal you'd yeah. think that word would have it, it you know what it goes to show is well there went my gavel um uh <laughs> it goes to show that when you think something is such a big deal in life, yes. and sure, it might be, it probably is, it is, but people, not everyone's thinking about you or talking or talking about you. Yeah. And um, the way you think they yeah, are. Yeah. That Woodstock, with bands that big and that much of a a horrible time go down, that... You didn't know about it. I didn't know about it. <laughs> oh, that's, we don't want to skip to the end. Okay. But no, we didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know about it. But uh, but yeah, like you said, but also interesting, and we'll get into this, is the bands that were featured, they weren't like the, the sweet. Peaceful. Love is the yeah. word. Yeah. It was Limp Biscuit and Corn and Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> Race Against the Machine, you know, they were like crazy. Yeah, very wild. Jacked up, high energy, intense. Guys without shirts, sometimes without pants. Yes, yes. There was a person without pants. You did see a lot of penises. You saw a lot? I mean, I freeze framed it every time it Uh came on. No, I didn't. No, but it's always interesting and, you know, you take note when you see a guy because it's always women being naked and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, okay, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. We uh we paused it at our house <laughs> and we were like, oh, what's that? And the guys Yeah. We we're like, what is what is that? 
You were like, oh, yeah, we made a good choice. <laughs> yeah, it's mm, it's never as cute, the ball sacks coming at you. It's like, it's not cute. Look, you've made a decision in your life that has called for that <laughs> to be coming towards you for years, whereas I opted out. <laughs> that it's called for that. Okay, can I say something? Just so the listeners don't think that they're insane. Okay. My, I, I was having technical issues. Typical. And and I had to log out, and now I'm having to use a different microphone source, so I may sound different now. And her microphone source is her cell phone. She's basically... <laughs> Well, there, to call it a microphone source is ridiculous. <laughs> She's, I want people to think that we're more high tech than this. No, no, but um, no, we're not. That's adorable. <laughs> Listen, you know what, Cheryl? We actually need to take a break, and we'll come back. Oh my. Oh Listen, God. you're okay. the one that was having all sorts of technical <laughs> difficulties, so we'll no. take a break, and we will be back on Take It, Cheryl. True story. True story. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back on Tig and Cheryl True Story. True Cheryl story. is okay. on her cell phone, and we are about to talk about Woodstock 99. Okay. So for those people that don't remember this, or maybe you do remember, I think that was a very uh, certain group of people that would know, know about this. But, millennials? Um, millennials that like to headbang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, one of the two people in this documentary, Tom and Keith. <laughs> yeah. You mean Beavis and Butthead? Oh, my God. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, <laughs> when they talk, they sound exactly like Beavis and Butthead. Well, Stephanie and I started calling the guy, the blonde headed guy, yeah. Beavis and Butthead. Like he was both of them. <laughs> very nice guy very likable very people sweet. but very um, yeah maybe they were, they if they're listening years old yeah they are hey hey beavis and butthead hey butthead, hey. but if they are listening um maybe they'll be dazzled to know i was in the beavis and butthead movie braggadocious alert <laughs> that is impressive do you think that those guys ever I mean, certainly they've heard that before, right? We're not the first one to call. Oh, it was glaring. And that had to have been why they had them come in studio and talk. I'm sure they were like, we found Beavis and Butthead. (laughs) (laughs) So they were 16 years old and had never been to a concert before. So they, they recollect their time there. And also someone named Sarah who grew up in a conservative home and attended the festival as an act of rebellion. Yeah. And her hope was to quote unquote, get as fucked up as possible. Oh boy. Did she ever. Oh my gosh. 
I hate crowds. This documentary, I what? Hate crowds. I do too. Oh, I would much rather be home on the couch with a friend slapping each other in the face with tortillas. But watching this, I was I was skeeved out by the amount of people and uh, yeah, porta potties. Like Fifty thousand people, and then and then people just standing in the hot blazing sun. It was like ninety seven degrees, no and shade. Then they would no shade, and then there was a mosh pit where people were just slamming into each other. And ah, oh, you know, I went to not that this is about me, but. I went to a uh, Beastie Boys concert when I was in my younger days, and I was very excited because we were at the front, <laughs> and uh, I thought that was exciting until people were, they were really, I started, they were like squishing me, mm-hmm. and then it got to a point, have I told you this before? I don't know. I don't no, listen to no you. Way to know. There's no way to know. I tune you out as soon as you start talking. <laughs> At some point, I had to have the uh, security guard lift me up and, and pull me over the, the little fence. And then I just sat on the side the whole time. <laughs> you got a right <laughs> to party. No, yo, you got to fight. That's it. You got to fight you for your right. And, and you. For your right. I was sitting there on the on the side, like mm-hmm. you, you raised fight. you raised the white flag. You did not fight for your right. <laughs> I didn't. I would have. Do you imagine me at this Woodstock festival? I would have. I, I mean, listen. You know, they showed some people. They were so desperate for shade. There were people that were crawling under trucks just for the shade of it. Which, by yeah. the way, is not a good idea. No, um, no. But I understood they were desperate. Yeah, yeah. They were desperate. And these these two guys, John Cher, he was a successful rock promoter. Um, and they brought him on for the event. And Jeff Rowland, oh, I guess when they were trying to break the champagne bottle to get oh. it all started. <laughs> that was awkward. <laughs> he had it, like, wrapped in a, uh, first of all, that was kind of weird, too. Why do you wrap your champagne bottle in a bag? Like, well, they had it wrapped in a tie dye shirt. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't you know, that. Yeah. Um, and he couldn't, um, he couldn't break it. He couldn't smash he it. He couldn't get it like, done. Oh. Then they were saying maybe this is a, um, an omen. And mm-hmm. it, it was. was. Oh, also, there was someone named Heather. She was a 14 year old nerd who was, quote unquote, a virgin and then some. Yeah, I tried to picture what the and then some was. (laughs) I can't figure out what the and then some is. I was picturing hands coming off of her body, like somebody that had hands on her, but it was just they were all coming off of her body. Like they were releasing their touch and their grip of her. And then like in reverse. Well, she, I guess she was like, you know, when you're making out in high school and you go to first base and second base and third base, maybe she was just like mm, stuck at first base. Or if she was in the parking lot. <laughs> maybe she that didn't even know there was a game. <laughs> Sounds like maybe she didn't know. She didn't know. There's no uh, way to know. There is no, there is no way to know. By the way, I didn't remember this either. There, a 94 revival of Woodstock was rained out. I guess they tried to do a 94 Woodstock and it rained. And for whatever reason, people just started, they like broke into the fence and then everybody got in for free. And it was a financial flop. Uh-huh. Although the music was amazing. Was this one a financial flop? You know, they didn't really say. Yeah. But for this one, they were not about to let that happen. They built a giant wall. This, mm-hmm. was, this took place on a, um, what was that? Like a big... Um, military base? <laughs> it was an abandoned military base. So there was a lot of asphalt. And when people got there, they had to walk like a half a mile on a tarmac. <laughs> you know, peace, love, and military base. It's like <laughs> the... Not- Absolute opposite of peace and love. (laughs) 
and just like sitting in grass and just digging mm-hmm. sounds. This was like, uh-uh. Just grooving. Um, and they, and these guys, who was the main guy? Michael Lang. So Michael Lang was, he was going to make sure that this was successful and that, yeah, people needed, it, it needed to be a financial success. Did you get that feeling? <laughs> yeah. Well, didn't they partner well, think, with a Coca-Cola? Yeah. So that was the problem. Then they, uh, whatever you call it, with the vendors, farmed them out. That's not the terminology. But people but get it. They get it. You, you guys get it. And so then the vendors set whatever prices they wanted to. And then the concert uh, put her together. Promoters. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They had nothing to do or say about the prices. So that was a big part of the story is that the food and water cost so much that these young kids, you know, they're like 15, 18, 20. They don't have money for a $12 bottle of water. Yeah. There was a lot of nudity. A lot. Oh, God. God. I mean, it didn't look comfortable. I'll be honest with you. No, the only place that looked comfortable that had shade was the porta potty. That looked very comfortable. (laughs) Have you ever, okay, you've used a porta potty. Have you ever sat down on the seat? No. Who's sitting on the seat? Nobody should sit on the seat. There are people, I'm sure, that just go in there and sit Mm -hmm. on the seat. Don't do it, you guys. Don't. Yeah. That can't be. And don't you try to try to hold your breath for the whole time you're in there and then you run out and then it's like, oh God, what happened? I well, would much prefer to just go in the wild and I don't care if anyone's looking than use a porta potty. So if you were at this, you would just be like off to the side. Or right in the middle of the mosh pit. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not going way, in a porta potty. Those people would not have cared either that would not have turned ahead also i am very rarely drawn to situations that call for porta potties yeah but you know now fancy people have fancy parties and they don't want you to use their bathroom in their house have you noticed that don't care i'm gonna i'm gonna go do it in the driveway (laughs) not going in a porta potty (laughs) there are it very up scale fancy porta potties braggadocious alert (laughs) look like i said before i'd much rather spend my evening on a couch with an old friend slapping each other in the face (laughs) with a tortilla yeah we didn't we didn't need a porta potty last night no we didn't no we didn't and you know who we saw in this um doc if you will oh i don't remember seeing metallica did you see Metallica? Uh, I don't think they were in the um... in the actual. But we, you know who we did see? Hmm. Cute little cutie pants. Oh. No, oh, you don't know who that is. Cute little cutie Cheryl pants. Crow. Cheryl Crow. Oh, Cheryl Crow. Yes. Oh, okay. And she had her short hair, and she yeah. was so cute, and mm-hmm. boy, she was like the polar opposite of what was happening at that concert. Yeah, she would be one of the only people you could call cute little cutie pants because <laughs> I was thinking certainly she doesn't mean James Brown. Certainly no. she doesn't mean Fred Durst. No. 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 And then during her set, of course, the guys, there was a lot of really gross testosterone going on in this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was happening. It was like as some people like to call it, a sausage festival. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't they just have a festival called Sausage Fest and it's all men and they just serve sausages? (laughs) Why not? I mean, they might as well. Yeah. Because then the guys are like, oh, where are the girls? There's Um, no mistake of where you are if you're going to Sausage Fest. You're getting a sausage. Yeah. What do you What do you serve? Sausages. Um, yeah, we have to take you, another yeah. break. Oh, for uh, you know, we there. Okay. All right. We have a lot to talk about. And we'll be back to discuss it all here on Tig and Cheryl True Story. True Story. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back on Tig and Cheryl True Story. Okay, tell us what happened. Okay, here's the thing about this documentary. Did you find that? Every time they were like, day one, oh, God, can't get worse. Then day two, they're like, no, God, it can't get well, worse. Well, that clock gave me a lot of stress. That counting, yeah. the tick, tick, tick. I was like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> I mean, day one, I mean, okay, day one, it was just the guys were going crazy. They were t- yelling at women and take off their tops. And a lot of the women did. Carol Crow did not. Um, she had a good, so cute. a good uh, zinger. Yeah. Tell him what it was. It was uh, basically, if yeah. I show you my boobs, you'd, you would have paid a hell of a lot more money for this show yeah. or something. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, but it was good. A lot more money than, than this. Yeah. Something. It was cute. Yeah. Um, so then... Bush played. Who else played? There was some, one band that really got people going. Oh, Corn. Yeah, Corn with a K. By the way, I can't name one Corn song. Can you name a Corn song? Well, it's not just Corn with a K. It's Corn with a backwards K. Oh, okay. No, I don't know any Corn songs. But I'm curious oh, why yeah. they called themselves Corn. But not too curious, but a little bit. Yeah, um, we don't need people to write in. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but if you're Jonathan Davis, hey Jonathan Davis, hey, hey Jonathan Davis, hey, man, yeah, and I'm sure you're listening. You you can um, DM me, slide in my DM. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when um, Amanda Knox did that? That was fun. That was that was very it was fun. really um, fun. But yeah, they like Corn really got everybody riled up. Mm-hmm. They riled up the audience. They went crazy. Um, and then Bush came in and tried to bring. He was so cute. Who's the singer of Bush? Gavin Rossdale. Yeah, how cute is he? I mean, he's I mean, cute, but he was cheating cheat on. So uh, he was cheating on oh. Gwen Stefani with their nanny. Oh, ugh. I didn't know that. I don't know. This is going to change everything at the end. Okay. <laughs> um, and then day two, mm-hmm. now the, it's, the festival is deteriorating. There's trash everywhere. And it's not, you know, you can't really blame the kids there because there were no trash receptacles. There were mm-hmm. a few and they were all piled up and there was just trash everywhere. And the porta potties were beyond uh, disgusting. Yeah. Like where Everyone's, you're not going to want to go sit down on the seat. No, nobody should. Ooh, it no, reminds me no. of that clip that I saw once of the show Jackass, where Johnny Knoxville no, gets into a porta no, potty no. that everyone had like gone Mm-mm. in, Mm-mm. and then they rolled the porta potty down a hill with him in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Why? And then did they show him afterwards? Was he just covered in? in I didn't. I, I didn't see. I, didn't I all I remember it. is being just mortified that far in, and maybe I blocked I mean, everything out. Why would somebody volunteer to do that? Well, because you're okay. a jackass. He's a jackass. You're a jackass. Yeah. It's what you do? It's what you're known for. Yeah. Over a thousand people were treated for heat exhaustion. I mean, people are just like dropping left and right. There was not enough water. And the water, mm-hmm. people were lined up to try to get to the water fountain. And then yeah. they kept 
raising the price of bottled water and people were getting mad. Kid Rock came out in a fur coat, (laughs) even though it was a hundred degrees. And then he, I guess, brought it um, and we had headbanging and jumping Mm. and hopping a lot of shirtless men lot a lot i mean a lot of tugboating <laughs> just non-stop tugboating this entire there, weekend there was a lot of tugboating cheryl do you think tugboating is going to take off and it's going to come back yeah. around and and we'll be yeah. somewhere and somebody will say oh yeah she was totally tugboating yeah i think for sure it will okay I think it will. And Thomas just reminded me that there's so many people that maybe didn't see our streaming show masterpiece. And to start off the show, I explained that I finally figured out exactly what tugboating is. And everyone laughs because they know deep in their heart that, yes, this is what tugboating means. Tugboating mm-hmm. is no matter who you are, no matter the mm-hmm. gender or lack mm-hmm. thereof, when your privates peekaboo out of your shorts or bathing suit, you know, maybe you're riding a bicycle and you got shorts on and whoop, something pops out. You're tugboating. You're tugboating and you should tell a friend. Yeah. So there was a lot of tugboating at Woodstock. I imagine at every Woodstock, every iteration of Woodstock, I imagine there was so much tugboating. Yeah. Yeah. But it Mm -hmm. seems like the one in 69 was, had to be cuter, had to be less aggressive tugboating. (laughs) It's like, oh, hey, your two top fell down. Well, I guess that's not really a tugboat, is it? No, that is. Any any private part. The peekaboos, that's tugboating. But yeah, in 69, people are like, oh my gosh, I'm so, you're tugboating. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Limp Biscuit came on. I mean, it's kind of the same story. Like every, every day, headbangers would come on and rile the crowd up and by hopping. Mm -hmm. But by hopping and screaming, let's break shit. And then they started tearing stuff down. And then on day two, a fat boy slim. What wasn't their song right about now? Oh yeah. So brother, check it out now. But then when I was watching it, is he? I don't want to say only a DJ because that's not fair. But does fat boy slim just like? I don't know. I I have something very honest to share with you. Okay, thank you. I didn't follow Fat Boy Slim's career. I just didn't. I mean, I did like that that song. Okay, well, you should have gone to Woodstock '99 and sat on a porta potty. Check it out now. Yeah, why didn't those people leave? Why didn't these kids leave? And by the way, how did they get there and how did they get home? Doesn't matter. It's for a different day. I um, bet some people's moms dropped them off. Oh God. Can you imagine? I know. Can you imagine dropping your 14-year-old daughter off? No. Or son. Anybody. Can I imagine dropping my worst enemy off at Woodstock 99? (laughs) No. I wouldn't even do that Uh, to... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh... That's not true. I'd drop her off there. Go ahead. Oh, my God. Um... (laughs) Okay, so day three, okay, day three. Mm-hmm. So, so far, we know that people are angry. They don't mm-hmm. have anything to eat or drink. And now the porta potty have gotten so bad. And uh. since there was no water, no drinking water, these kids were so wild and destructive. They just broke the water pipe. So now water was just going everywhere. And now it's mixing in with, and and now you want to hear some of the attendees talking about the conditions on day three yes please okay by sunday it was like a refugee camp i mean it looked like what you would see on the news with just tent city garbage and it was 
disgusting. It smelled so bad and there's like nowhere to wash off because by that point, the shower station line was so freaking long. People just got mad enough, but they smashed the pipes. So it was just like this river, a mix of the showers and the nasty runoff from the porta potties. Gross. Most people didn't realize it was shit mud. <laughs> oh my gosh. But by the way, when you're watching it, you're watching these guys play in the quote unquote mud that's right next to the porta potties. They couldn't smell it. They didn't care. They didn't care. Yeah. Also, the there's way, no way to know. <laughs> yeah, because when you watch Beavis and Butthead, they didn't care. They, yeah. uh, they were like, we had the time of our lives. I mean, I can't believe. But also that girl said she did too. And that she, uh, did she say she would do it again? Yeah. The Virgin and then some. Oh my God. Yeah. She said she'd do it. And then Sarah, who, who went there because she really wanted to get fucked up. At some point they realized that the water was contaminated. And Sarah, oh, this is sad to say. Especially if you're, if it's Monday morning and you're eating your croissant and drinking your... Nobody was, oh, I thought you meant that somebody was having a croissant at uh, Woodstock. But anyway, go ahead. Anyway, Sarah got trench mouth. Had you ever heard of that? Uh, I mean, I've heard of it, but I didn't, until she described it in detail, I didn't really know. I don't know if I'd heard of it, but again, I mean, I cannot, I can't encourage these people enough to find themselves a good friend, sit on the couch, take the night off and slap each other in the face with, with uh, gluten-free tortillas. That was the other hilarious thing about the fact that Cheryl bought gluten-free. Is it because you thought I was gluten-free? Because everyone thinks I am just because I'm vegan. Well, I mean, it does seem like you have a lot of um, restrictions. Uh, I just have, really... yeah, that, but go ahead. I mean, what are they usually? They're usually... Full of gluten, <laughs> gluten filled tortillas. So yeah, um, that's all I. That's all I saw. Mm-hmm. All right. I saw that one, and then I, and so anyway. Um, but the point is, listen. Okay, I'm just gonna. But wait, you what happened. to get back okay. to the tortillas, you don't have yeah. to have gluten free tortillas, even if you're vegan. If somebody's slapping you in the face with them, it doesn't matter what's. <laughs> and also the gluten-free tortillas fall apart. Did you know that whenever we were slapping each other, they would just rip? Well, you were slapping me very hard. Like my You were slapping me very hard. <laughs> I mean, I was like, whoa, my face <laughs> is stinging. <laughs> is what if we were so- at Woodstock and we were in the middle of like one of those just disgusting circles of people and we were just in 1999, slapping each other in the face with tortillas. <laughs> anyway, back to the documentary. Back to, okay, here's what happens. Here's what happens. Things get worse and worse. Okay, now it's day three. Things have been terrible. And now the the Red Hot Chili Peppers are playing. Uh-huh. And by the way, Flea is completely naked. Tugboating. <laughs> Flea is tugboating. He was, he was taking tugboating. He was kicking it up a notch. Yeah. So we saw a lot of that. And then, um, I don't want to call them idiots, but kind of the idiots that were in charge at the festival decided to hand out candles, tens of thousands of candles to the angry mob. Who are drunk on drugs. drunk. So many drugs. And I mean, everyone sees where this is going. Did it go well? What happened? Tell me the happy it ending. Very, it was very beautiful for a moment. They all had a really nice vigil. Uh, they were they were trying to stand up against gun um, violence, and then suddenly somebody set something on fire, and the next thing you know, there are a lot of fires. And then now they wanted a Michael Kiedis. Is that his name? Yeah, the singer. Anthony, no, Anthony Kiedis. Anthony Kiedis. Oh, Kiedis. Anthony. Oh, I was confusing him with uh, Michael Keaton. Who cares? Who, by the way, I did a movie with. Uh, who cares? <laughs> my my first movie, Herbie Fully Loaded, where I played 
Michael Keaton's love interest? That's not nothing. Braggadocious alert! <laughs> Anthony Kiedis. So they wanted Anthony to go out and tell everybody to move aside so the fire truck can get in. And according to these people, he said, that's not, that's not what I do. They're not going to listen to me anyway. And he went out and sang, which I don't blame him, honestly. Okay. It's not really his. Did you blame him? Were you like, what the? No, I don't blame him. But I feel like if somebody asked me to do it, I probably would. But yeah, I mean, I'd do it. Yeah. But if I was a red hot chili pepper, I'd be like, I yeah, I was going to say we're not in the red hot chili peppers and we don't <laughs> we don't go out and just purposefully tugboat everyone. Mm-mm. And then at some point they left the red hot chili peppers left and the, the quote unquote kids, they just started setting rows of trucks on fire. Yep. Things Broken. were exploding like bombs. It's, yeah. And the guys. The the guys, Michael, what's his name, that had set up the whole Michael Lang was like Michael Lang. He was like, well, that's unfortunate because it was going so well, and just a few people misbehaved. <laughs> just a few people had like, diarrhea on the ground, but other than that. And by the way, you know it's bad when the MTV crew is like, we got to get out of here. I know that so, was. Like an intense bad. moment when Kurt Loder from MTV was like, we got to leave. We got to get out of here. We got we to get out of here. We got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I don't even want to say this part because it's too awful. I'll just say that as reports came in after the oh. mm-hmm. people were saying that they were violated, uh, which is. Oh, you know. oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know you were going to talk about that, I, which is terrible. I thought you were going to talk about yeah. how they tested the water later and found out oh. everyone had been drinking um, poop water. <laughs> poop water. I mean, how was, yeah, everybody must have. Oh, okay. Anyway, you guys. Um, it was not a success. Wow. No, how can we end this on a more pleasant note? Well, that there will never um, be another Woodstock. Well, I, listen, I think if there ever is another Woodstock, it should be like, uh, you know, more loving, like, I don't know that we need headbanger, you know, go kill your neighbor. Oh, God, I sound old. Forget what I just said. Don't leave that in, please. Don't leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think maybe music festivals, listen. People don't think through them. The the uh, what are they called? Like when you when you're thinking through like the water and the porta potties and the tugboating. You know, the... <laughs> <laughs> you know who did think through the tugboating fully was Flea. He was proud as a peacock, if you will. Um, and it was kind of exciting. You know, he was just happy to flop it, around. Take, Shakers, please hold. Shakers, please hold. He was having a ball. Yeah. Okay, that's enough. Jake, are you ready for Happily Ever After Thoughts? Yes, I am. going to give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you, did you cry? <laughs> no, but I gagged repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of gagging. Oh my God. Um, okay. Now, now I feel like I've really asked myself because who were you attracted to? See, I had mine all figured out and now Cheryl Crow. Oh, shoot. Can I have Cheryl Crow too? Well, I'll fight you. Well, I'll slap you in the face with a tortilla for her. (laughs) (laughs) But by the way, she was so cute in this with her short hair, wasn't it? So cute. Yeah. That's why I choose her. Okay, same. Same okay. deal. Yeah. Jig, before we go, you want to do some quick fan mail? Yes, I do. Okay. This is from Kate. Hey, Kate. Hey, hey. Kate. Hey. Yo, Tig and Cheryl. Yo. Wow, I'm really switching it up. I recently discovered your podcast from my friend Andrea. I'm a few days behind, so yesterday I was catching up on the Inside the Mind of a Cat episode. Here, Carl. <laughs> Midway through, Cheryl describes to Tig 
what the yips are after they talk about the cats getting the twisties. Later that night, I turned on my new favorite show, Curb Your Enthusiasm. <gasps> that must be how I knew it. Episode five, the Larry David sandwich, and Larry is describing to his lovely wife, Cheryl. <laughs> okay, this makes sense now. About the yips, because he sees a shaky golfer earlier in the day. What a mm. coincidence. I never knew what the yips were before yesterday, but thanks to Cheryl's enlightening entertainment, I am now an expert. I can't wait to learn more from you. Your student, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, is she Isn't misled. It? I did not even remember that that's how I knew what the yips were. Okay. Well, thank you, Kate. Thanks, Kate. Okay, here's w one more, Jessica. Hey, Jessica. Hey. Hey, Jessica. Hey, Tegan Cheryl. I love your podcast and look forward to it every week. I often listen in my car on my way to work, which means I sometimes get distracted from the podcast, not the road. During this week's episode, I was momentarily distracted and heard a super creepy <laughs> male voice growling out of car stereo saying words that made no sense. It was <laughs> that was me. chilling because I thought it must be Mr. Thomas doing some very unusual and unwelcome bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Thomas! He just starts doing something yeah. really weird. He goes rogue. I have come to rely on Thomas's steady presence and comforting voice, so you can imagine my relief when I realized it was just Tig. <laughs> Tig, I hope your cold is all better and that you never do that terrifying voice again. <laughs> Thank you for oh, yeah. happy Mondays, Jessica. Mm. You can't even do it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no okay no there was something really weird about your voice that day i have to tell you okay okay that's it do you do you have anything to promote no boy i do my other podcast don't ask tig is coming oh. back so check that out i will be <laughs> in honolulu october 7th i'm going to be at a festival in Delaware on November 4th. I don't know what town or what festival, but it's a small state. Just find me. <laughs> Come to the show. And every other show coming up, which there's already some for the new year, go to tignotaro.com. What about That's you, right. Cheryl? Oh, boy. You know, it's the usual. Let's be honest. It's the usual. Mm -hmm. I've got uh, um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. About fate, which is a real fun rom-com. Uh, should we uh, do it again? Yes, Tig, let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabby Kobasic, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.